Hey, welcome to Younger Older with Jason and Dave. We're excited to be back and just talk about real life issues and just see how it applies to scripture. Dave, how are you doing today? Very good. Good to be with you and uh, have a discussion on something that hopefully actually matters. I hope so. You know, and it's been fun doing this show. I think I think it's picking up some traction. It's fun hanging out and talking with you and getting your elderly perspective on things. Yeah, I watch the elderly part. I'm I'm young compared to some people. This is true. Because you always got to compare. You got to compare things, and you know, according to some people, and you're I'm, younger than your brother. I am younger than my brother, and I'm younger than uh, dirt. True. This is true. Yeah. So don't ever call me as old as dirt. <laughs> I'm younger than dirt. I would never compare you to dirt. Thank you very much. You look much better than that. So um, one of the things that we want to talk about today is one of the things that, that I've observed, and now I'm a millennial, and I even have a ton of friends that are kind of in this um, phenomenon that I might call, but it seems like there's this obsession or super interest in, in wanting to be scared. Um, now it could be that we're coming up around, you know, the time of Halloween fall, you know, you kind of fall, you know, whether it's September, October, November, there's, it seems that it's harvest time, but it's also, it seems like Halloween time. And with that, you get these haunted houses that pop up, you get these horror movies that come out. And this year we had, you know, a fairly big horror movie come out it that, you know, has grossed, I think $300 million so far, um, it's a lot I'm, of money. I'm not sure how that compares it's to other a lot movies, of money. But that's I, a lot of money, you know. And I know that there's a lot of Jesus followers that go to these movies um, to get scared or to have that feeling of scared. And I'm just wondering, I'm like, why? Why would we do that as, as, as Christians? Life scary enough? Why is there this, <laughs> this desire to be scared or, or to have fear? You know, what, I, what do you think, Dave? Yeah, I, I think life is scary enough. You know what I really think? I think. People aren't living real life, and so so they have to go get their fears somewhere else because life is scary. You're in a battle with Satan. Go read the book of Job or something. What, what you understand is that life is real, and you're in a war, and it is scary anyway. Why would you add to that? Right. It, you know, what are you, in a, a spiritual coma or something, so you need to have some energy put into you? There, it's, it's really kind of crazy when I look at it. I don't understand. I walked in. Let me ask you this. There's, there's different uh, video games, and um, ma- many of the games are, um, I think, violent. And I, I, haven't, I don't play them, so you'll have to correct me. Sure. Um, I've only walked in on people or talked to people who play them and, and that kind of thing. But on my own stuff, I don't have them. So I walked in once, and they were playing this game, and, and there were a bunch of guys around. I mean, a bunch of guys, probably six, eight guys just standing around and two guys playing and I walked in, and there was blood splattering all over the screen. Yeah. And as the blood was splattering, the guys were cheering. Right. As if something good was going on. Right. And I thought, what is going on here? I was so uncomfortable with that. Mm. The idea of shooting somebody, having blood splatter, and it was somewhat realistic. Yeah. It wasn't like it was um, one of these cartoon things where the blood just, I mean, it, and the figure didn't look real. No, these people looked real. The blood was real. Yeah. I'm thinking, how can this not affect you? To go out and to shoot somebody like that, to watch the blood fly like that and cheer. Right, right. How do, how do you get to that point? You know, and whether it's, even, even as I relate with some of the people my age, you know, it's, it's entertainment, you know. So let's That's, talk that, about that. Exactly. Let's talk about that. What, what does entertainment mean? I don't know. What you is know, acceptable in entertainment? Right. You know, and, and I... We don't have a line, it seems like. Okay, let me ask you a couple questions. Um, when you go to a movie, 
uh, where is the line for the movie? Is it one murder, two murders, five? When does it become unacceptable to you? Right. For me, you know, I, my wife and I really don't go to movies anymore because there's nothing that seems to catch okay. our attention. You know, so for us, I suppose it's different. But for the average person, I don't know because they might say one thing and then they go and watch a movie. Um, and it's like, didn't that just contradict what you're saying before? And, I, and that's what I, that's where my disconnect comes. It's like, okay. I, don't, I don't follow that, you know? And so even going along where, where, where you're saying, you know, people, you know, my friends would say that, oh, this is entertainment, whether they're, you know, shooting them up or playing it, you know, when I was, you know, a missionary over in Northern Ireland, the big thing with the young people at the time, and this is probably still popular, was playing Call of Duty, um, which is a video game out there where it's, you know, it's a war setting and you're pretty much shooting each other. Um, Almost similar to what you were describing right. a moment ago, and so what is the question then? Is what is the entertainment value? Yeah. Well, that? let me ask you another question, just in general. Um, recently, there was a, a tragedy in Las Vegas. Yeah, guys shot a bunch so. of people up at a concert. They were pretty much sitting ducks. Um, if that were in a movie, would it have been popular? Unfortunately, I would have to say. Probably, and that might be insensitive. Can, you know, can I, I tell you all of the contradictions probably. in my head about right. what, about that whole thing? First of all, I honestly do believe, and, and again, I'm an old guy, so maybe I'm right. wrong, but I believe that if it were part of a movie, right. people would have been entertained by it. Right. But look at reality and what really happened. Right. And, and we're disconnected from that. We don't want to connect to that. We want to, we, we want to not believe that that affects us. Right. The movies and the pretend and the whole world. Um, so, so that's the, the first thing that got me was, you know, that's crazy. The second thing that got me is Las Vegas is not really known for their purity. Right. Okay. Now, it, it, after this happened, signs in Las Vegas were saying, pray for Las Vegas. Right. And I thought, that's ironic to me. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, even in the book of Jeremiah, um, God had said to the, uh, Jeremiah the prophet, um, God said through him, to the people, go to your own gods now when you have trouble and let them fix you. Mm. In other words, if you're, if you're going to worship this world and mm. you're going to worship the money and you're going to worship the things of this world that, are, that, that you think can give you satisfaction and peace, go there when you have a problem and see how they work. Right. Now, a lot of people don't see that God does that. Right. But he does. If you want to worship, if you think money is going to fix everything, well, then when you have a problem, go to it. Let's mm. see how it works. Right. You know, and I think it, it it carries on from our discussion uh, from a previous episode about the the reality versus real life, and I think that we think we can separate the two without it impacting us, and I think Scripture clearly contradicts that me- mentality. You know, and there's a verse in, yeah. in Philippians, and Philippians I think you have it up eight. in front of you. Can you read it? Sure. It says, "Finally, here? brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure." whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Yep. Now, what's interesting to me is that phrase, think about these things, not just watch these things or whatever, because I think what happens is, and correct me if, if you think I'm wrong here, but I think what happens is we, we will sit and watch something and we think we're not affected by it. Right. So... What we don't realize is we are affected by the things we think about. Absolutely. And so when you're watching something, you're thinking about it, and you're going to be affected by it. There's a little chart I like to do, and it basically shows how the brain works. Mm -hmm. The brain works on hours of influence. I don't care who you are. You're thinking about something a lot. Yeah. If you're only thinking about yourself, 
then you're going to live in a very self-centered world, and that's going to cause problems. Yeah. And really, I'm afraid in uh, the world in which I'm watching your generation grow up right now, self is like it. That's all that matters is what I think. Not necessarily what's right. Yeah. Not necessarily what others think, but what I think. And we're even making that right in some, right. some weird sense. But when you take the hours of influence and you, 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 you think forever about something, this guy that did the Las Vegas shooting, I mean, he's a mystery guy, of course, but um, there, you know, little things are coming out about him. Right. You don't go buy all those guns that he bought. Right. And not have some kind of plan. Right. You know, I mean, when you're buying all kinds of guns and putting that kind of money into something, aren't you thinking about something all the time? You, you, there's something that influences it, right. you know, whether it's, you know, real life or the virtual reality, you know, and I think it's very important that people understand and, and see the connection between ours and influence and, and how it impacts them, you know, whether it's, whether it's violence, whether it's language, whether it's graphic images, those go somewhere, you know, and they impact the way that you think. And, 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 and I, I mean, I even have a personal story about that. You know, I was a Jesus follower in high school, um, but you know there was a it was the same phenomenon you know you you get together and you and you watched a you know like a horror film you know so me and my friends would watch a horror film you know and we we're all believers and afterwards you got scared and it was like what you know it's like oh yeah you know but then what really got me was my it was my freshman year of college that I went um and I had one of my my um my small group kids you know cuz I, I helped out with the youth group so I had a junior hire asked me he's like why do you watch those movies and when it came to justifying it, I had no viable answer. So from that moment on, I knew it's like, you know what? I'm not going to watch it anymore because I didn't have a good reason to. You know, there was no biblical reason that said, you know what? This is a great thing for you to do, to expose yourself to. If anything, I see scripture saying the opposite. You know, why, why even flirt with, with evil in that sense? when the influence that you take in impacts the way that you think, the way that you look at life, and the way that you treat others. And I think that's, that's key in this discussion, Dave, you know, and it goes with, with the, the chart that you were referring to about this hour of influence thing, because I think whether it be violent images, whether it be language, you know, and, and you see that even when people react to stuff when it comes to language, you know, out of the overflow of the, of, of the heart, the mouth speaks. You know, when something bad happens, you know, if you slam your foot in the door, if you drop something or if you do something, you know, stupid, what are the words that come out of your mouth? Yeah. You know, where do those words come from? You know, it's got to be coming from somewhere. So there's a normal in everyone's life. Right. All right. So there's a normal in your life. There's a normal in my life. Yeah. I'm telling you that it comes from where your brain is all the time. Yeah. That's where the normal comes from. It actually might be something that's not right, your right. normal. Mm -hmm. And that's why you need, again, to get in the Bible. Absolutely. You, you need to read the Bible and use the Bible to look at your normal life and, and ask, is my normal right? right? Not is my normal normal. Right. Does that make sense? I mean, oh, normal absolutely. being normal, because normal in our culture, I think in the, in the second half of the program, when we get a little bit more time here, I'd like to go into the idea of what do you do when you get together? What is normal for your generation or my generation? Let's say you tell some people, why don't you come over to the house? Yeah. Okay, so what is normal then? What, what goes on during a normal get-together of people? And I think uh, uh, young people might get together and, and talk about just, chilling or getting together or whatever, whatever, whatever they do. Older people get together and, you know, whatever they do. But we need to talk about what is normal? 
when you get together, what does a good relationship look like? What does right. a friendship look like? Right. What does it look like? It, is it people that get together and, and do nothing? Mm. Is it people that get together and fish? Is it people that get, what, what does it, what constitutes a good friendship and, and is actually positive on evaluating whether you're living within the normal or not? Right. And I fully agree. And I think, like you said, we could jump into that um, as it goes. Um, but one of the things I want to highlight that you just said is is this normal thing, because as Jesus followers, we think sometimes normal is fitting in with everybody else. But the problem is that everybody else isn't necessarily a Jesus follower. And that in and of itself is is where we need to so we take need a to step be back. Weird? Yeah, I would say so. I would say that we have to be different. And I think that's a biblical concept that, that we're afraid of sometimes because being different is difficult sometimes. In fact, being different is difficult a lot of the times, you know, because I could tell you that even as a college student that said, I'm not going to watch this sort of movie, you know, a lot of my friends were like, well, that's stupid. I'm like, well, this is where I see scripture teaching. Yeah. Can you be different, though, just to be different and not be different? I don't even know what that means. Well, for example, <laughs> you make a rule. You know, yeah. everybody does this, so I'm doing this, so I'm different. And then you think you're holy because you're, you're, you're doing that. But, but actually, you're not. You're just being different. The goal isn't to be a Christ follower in that case. The goal is to be different. Right. Anybody can do that. Non-Christ followers can be different. Oh, that's true. Absolutely. So, so the goal isn't just to be different. Right. It, it's, it's, the goal is to be more like Christ. And I think we need to dive into this concept more because I think at the core of, of what we're talking about today with horror films, that's, that's really what it's at, whether it's horror, violence, all that sort of stuff. You know, I think the core of it is wondering how to be different as Jesus followers. And so that's what we're going to dive into on the second half of the program. Stick with us. This is Younger and Older with Jason and Dave. We'll see you back here in a second.
check out our website at Relay365.com and tune in and check out, download the old episodes, and we will see you here next time on Older and Younger with Dave and Jason.